Hey everyone, welcome back to the Never Growing Up podcast. This is Annie at WDW Collective. Today is a very special episode with a crossover with the Detour to Neverland podcast where we'll be welcoming Brendan and Catherine to our show, um, interviewing them, talking about their podcast um, and, and what they're bringing to the Disney community. We're also going to be discussing some Disney news such as the new Riviera Resort, the Higher, Further, Faster campaign, and an update on the buzzy story that we talked about last week, as well as review our favorite places to eat in Epcot's World Showcase. I'm so lame. I do like a like a little dance in my seat. <laughs> we were totally just dancing, so it's fine. <laughs> I twerk every time. Yes, it is fine, guys. It is fire, and I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everyone! It is 2019. Um, as of yesterday, I wished it was 2020 because um, I was having a rough day at work. So, is it 2020 yet? Is my question. No, not it's, quite. it's January 4th. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have special guests. I'm so excited. But Brady, t- t- tell me, tell me, um, yeah. tell me about your New Year's resolution. My, well, I, I, well, I don't usually have a New Year's resolution because so yeah. much happens in a year that I don't want to be stuck thinking about what I didn't do. Uh, like, oh my god, I didn't lose those 300 Lame. pounds I gained over the last or the two last, years. Like, two weeks, um, I, I, I just, yeah. At the end of the year, I just like to think of all the things that I did do, like. On December 31st, I signed on a house. I am now a homeowner, and I delivered my last month of rent today. And I was like, like, here you go, bye. (laughs) Here's my money. Don't let it hit you on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I want to introduce our very, very special guest. And guys, this is part of a crossover episode um, that we also did with the Detour to Neverland podcast. Uh, so we have Brendan and Catherine from the Detour to Neverland podcast um, on with us today. We actually just finished uh, recording um, an episode with with their podcast. And I think their podcast is so cool because they are talking to people who create content, that Disney, Disney uh, curated content for whether it's Instagram, YouTube, um, any type of social media platform, and they're you know asking some really great questions as to not just you know kind of how how we got here and and how we got to you know how we're so famous, but also um, you know what <laughs> what are some strategies that that we can share with those of you who want to you know become a become and anybody could become a member of the Disney community, but if you're really trying to kind of pave your way. Um, I really think that's that's so awesome to be able to share um, knowledge. I think there is nothing more important than teaching others how to grow as opposed to um, blocking others um, in, in creating competitive environments. So I think it's just fostering such an amazing, uh, a healthy community with it, with it within the Disney uh, Instagram community. So I just wanted to welcome you guys. Um, and just uh, if you wanted to just take a quick minute to introduce yourselves. Yeah, well, thank you for having us. So I'm Catherine. And I'm Brendan. Um, and like she said, we have our own podcast um, that we've been doing since August, when? August since August, um, called Detour to Neverland. And um, I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> kind of our 
our thing is we just love to interview people, hear about their Disney story, hear about the strategies that they're using to create really awesome and, and meaningful content um, or create some really awesome products for the Disney community. So that's what we do over there is interviews twice a week, every week. So what made you um, kind of go towards that that particular kind of niche audience? And I think we were talking about this on, on your <laughs> pod, podcast as well. So you guys got to listen for the full, full conversation. But um, what made you kind of go down that path? Because I think it's so different and, and, and so unique, not just, you know, talking about tips and tricks of, you know, enjoying the parks, but kind of it, it's just really specific. So what kind of made you go that route? Yeah. So for me, I've kind of been a serial Disney content consumer for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say um, that I was hiding it by any means, but you know, I watched every single Tim tracker video when he dropped him every single day. I read my mom loves him. <laughs> Brendan loves him. Yes. He is our white whale for who we want to interview on the podcast. So if anybody has connections to Tim Ooh. tracker, hit, hit me us up. up. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for the longest time, <laughs> For me, the biggest hurdle was that I always wanted to be a content producer instead of just a consumer in the Disney community. And it was the biggest hurdle and probably mostly psychological thing for me to get over to put myself out there and start creating content that I was interested in. So that's kind of how we got the theme for the podcast is that I wanted to help anybody else who was in that situation who was either already producing content or was looking to uh, down the road to to just assist them in any way that we could. Yeah. And then just over time, I kind of jumped in and wanted to be involved too. And, um, you know, I think just with specifically Brendan's, I guess, college background with business, that's kind of where we were interested in other businesses and what they were doing. And I guess it's not a business, but just other hobbies, hobbies. Yeah. Content creators. And, and for some people, it, it, it really is a business. Like, I'm amazed that people can just drop everything and just move down there, you know? That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to one day. That would be that would be amazing. I don't think my husband would ever want to live in Florida. <laughs> but um, we, we go there. We go there enough. Like, that's like we practically live there. But I, I think that's I think that's awesome. And I think it, it, it makes you so different. And are there any... Um, you know, specific Disney podcasters out there who have have been your inspiration. And I don't only have this this con this this question for you guys, but I also have it for Brady too, um, and even myself because I think it's interesting. First, I like to give people props because if you're out there slaying your your side hustle or if this is your real hustle, God bless you. And and you know, if you're out there inspiring others, I hope you know that you're inspiring others. So I would love to hear. Who has inspired you guys? I would love to hear that from you, Brady, too. And then I could talk about mine because I always got to put in my two cents. <laughs> uh, for me, I think most Disney podcasters would say kind of Lou Mangiello with WW Radio is kind of the godfather of, of this whole space. Yeah, right? So he was kind of my first introduction um, to Disney podcasts. And then I branched out into some others as well. Um, one of the main ones that I've listened to, and it's a little bit newer, is Matthew Kroll over at the Imagineer podcast. And we luckily had him oh, as a guest on our show cool. as well. Those are the two main ones for me. I guess, Catherine, you've never really been into podcast listening, have you? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've never really listened to podcasts 
I embarrassingly over the summer tried That's to listen me. to like Snooki's podcast <laughs> oh and I couldn't do it. I know that's embarrassing, but I, I don't know. I read I read like books and stuff, I guess, instead of listening to podcasts. I just don't have a lot of downtime to, I don't know. I, I know for me, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and it, because I'm either flying or driving for my job. So it's kind of put me in like a space where like I need something entertaining me, especially especially when I'm like driving to clients or something like that. I know that's kind of what really has turned me into podcasting because I, I, I'm I like you. I, I read a lot, so I don't necessarily like just need to listen to podcasts like at home. Um, so that's really where I've, I've gotten into pod- listening mm-hmm. to podcasts. I have never listened to a podcast until I heard our first episode for the first time. Um, yeah, that was my first one. And even now, like I, I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts because my, my ride to work in the morning isn't super long, but I like to listen to Elvis Duran in the morning show. He's like my my go-to. I guess you'd be like my my role model of podcasting, even though because they he he dabbles in some podcasting I so I hear I've never heard any but like he's a huge radio uh personality and you know I try to call in and and talk to him on the radio as much as I can I've gotten through like six times <laughs> maybe seven and you know they all follow me on Instagram and I just that he I love Illustrand but yeah I don't I don't listen to podcasts so I, I listen to him every morning I digress I listen to him every morning then on my way home from work I call my mom every day so kind of oh, I'm so cute. Uh, so I don't really have any time to to listen to a podcast. And I guess I could on my way to Disney. You know, it's a six hour drive, but that's when there is a beautiful Broadway performance by mm-hmm. me going on. Mm-hmm. I love when you story your your Broadway performance as you drive in because I'm just so here for you, just like belting out. The greatest hits from the Broadway, from the Broadway. <laughs> I do what I can. I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I think Lou Mangiello is, you know, the godfather of Disney podcasting. I don't know if he, I wonder if he, he's aware that he's called that because he's an Italian. <laughs> well, boy. yeah, I think it just fits. It just fits. And I, you know, what's so weird. I've met like some really like I'm not trying to my own harm, but I've like met some like really big A-list celebrities and I've acted like totally cool around them. And I met Lou Mangiello one time at the, uh, what is that called? Oh, the, the lounge that's up in the contemporary Top of the world. Bloody hell. Like, no, no, it's, it, it's in the, like oh. the main building. Oh, why can't I think of what it's called? Regardless. Anyways, I met him there and like, I made my husband take a picture with him. I have never done that with any celebrity. But for some reason, like, I felt compelled to take a picture with Lou <laughs> It was, like, so embarrassing. He's probably like, who is this ridiculous girl? This is, like, a couple years ago. But um, my other podcasting inspiration, and this is kind of how I've, I've taken this into um, the show that we do now, is uh, Taylor Strucker. I don't know if you've ever listened to her. She used to be on, on Sirius XM, had a really fun show on there, and then for some ridiculous reason it got canceled, and now she has a podcast. Um, but she, she just kind of is very real and talks about her life and keeps it very, you know, relatively very open and, um, is relatively self-deprecating. And I think being in, in this kind of medium and, and just being yourself and being able to say whatever you 
want to say and being okay with who you are and she's kind of she's one of the main reasons why i wanted to get into podcasting so that's my personal i was just thinking of disney ones when you asked that but now that you've shared that anybody who's really familiar with podcasting and listens to ones in a wide variety probably people would be able to put the pieces of the puzzle together our podcast is really the format i stole it almost directly a mix between wdw radio and eo fire uh, which is for entrepreneurs, which is like a daily podcast that I listen to. But um, that's oh. the other one that that kind of we draw inspiration from. This was not on our list of questions, but I'm just curious because I love talking about podcasting. What is your favorite podcast that's not Disney? Mine would probably be that that same one, EO Fire. Um, and so what he does is inter- interviews um, entrepreneurs every day. So they talk about how they built their business, the struggles and and that's um, kind of how we mimic our lightning round as well. His episodes are a lot shorter than ours because we <laughs> talk about Disney so much. Um, but but that's the main <laughs> one. So you know what your lightning round reminds me? And guys, listen to our lightning round on, on the Detour to Neverland podcast. But um, it reminded me of uh, oh, the actor studio. You know, when they do those like last questions, like mm-hmm. at the end, that's what it reminded me of. I felt like I was. I was live at the actor studio. You guys, you made me feel like an A-list movie star, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> that was the goal. That was the goal. I love it. Um, so what's your kind of overall goal? Like, what's the main goal um, for Detour to Neverland? Like, do you have, you know, any kind of real aspirations as to, you know, what you see your podcast becoming? Are you looking to expand your brand into other types of media? Like, what's your ultimate goal? Well, Brennan can probably definitely expand on it more than I can since this is his baby. But, you know, I think our goal just day in and day out is to find, you know, Disney entrepreneurs and content creators and really just bring um, kind of shine a spotlight on them and what they're doing. Um, Kind of like what you said earlier, just to, you know, help other people, you know, in their passion for Disney and um, just helping kind of grow their audience and, um, you know, get to know them really. Yeah. And I actually love this question because I think it's something that we've never really addressed on our podcast of what we've alluded to it sometimes of what our big dream is. Um, but I think for us, it's all about creating a community, um, creating and cultivating friendships. Um, but the most really important thing, and it sounds so cheesy, but it's gotta be fun and interesting for us. Um, and we've, just kind of always said that at the moment that it's not fun or interesting anymore, then then it's time to move on to something else. But um, that's the main thing for us. We want to create a community. I'd love to be able to have enough content to post daily, to be completely honest, Um, because I I love making and recording the episodes and the whole process of it, seeing people share them and and be proud of them when they're a guest on our show is really just the most flattering thing that, that I can possibly feel. I got to say, you guys are doing a really good job at literally everything you just listed. Um, you, you know, like we've mentioned a couple times already before, we were just recording an episode with you guys, and it is fun. It is engaging, and not just for you guys. It's you, you guys make it engaging and fun for everybody. You know, and you you're very welcoming, and I, I think that's just really cool. So it was a lot of fun doing the crossover with you guys on your guys's platform. Well, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. So not including us, because obviously we know you're, we're your favorite guests, but who has been 
who has been and i don't i want to say maybe necessarily your favorite guest but who has really you know made a mark with you or have your has your audience really responded to the content that 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 person has discussed on your show so when Catherine and i were preparing today for this episode <laughs> Catherine said we have to be like the most politician <laughs> like give the most political answer ever which is right? so lame i know we, we ask the hard-hitting questions here at the never we want the, we it's want like, the scoop. It's like picking your favorite like child. Not that we have kids, no, we have joy. pets, but yeah. same thing. <laughs> well, you do have a favorite pet. I, I do have, have a favorite, favorite pet. pet but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how honest you are about it. <laughs> it's my favorite, and I'm not going to apologize. There's no comparison. No, <laughs> no but I it really, you know, as cliche as it sounds, we are like so interested in every single person's story. And that we just get like so engrossed in their story and their content or their products that they're putting out there that it's like weeks pass and we're still just like, hey, did you see so-and-so's new post? Did you see their new blog? Did you see their new whatever? Like we just really love these people that we've been able to connect with. Obviously, there's some people that kind of that friendship has drawn out longer Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's been really special to see as well. I will say that it's not favorite by any means, <laughs> but the, the wackiest and silliest guy was favorite Grampy, which his name is Manny. Um, and he was Instagram. Back- I've seen him. He is probably the most fun person I've really? ever talked to in my it's life. It's so funny because, like, I wasn't sure. Like, he, he, uh, like, I think he, I think we're friends on Instagram or whatever you call it. And um, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> I, I still get messages today of people saying, like, favorite Grampy is the coolest guy ever. And it's like, I know. I was it's like, we all want to be him when we grow up. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Oh, I played on Caring as well. And then I want to say it's episode 14. Episode 14. Okay. Guys, but make sure you go through the archives. I, think so. I, I mean, I did that myself <laughs> in just preparing for, you know, for our episodes, episodes, plural. And um, I just love, there were, there were some people that, you know, obviously I was familiar with like, like Disney tricks and, and she and I have talked quite a few times. And, um, but there's some other accounts that, you know, I didn't know much about and, I was like, I think it was your most recent one. Um, I think her last name was Tam where, and she's a really great photographer and it kind of like opened me up to her, mm-hmm. to her account. So I, I think it's so fun to, to be able to like learn about new accounts and what people are doing differently with the, with Disney content. Mm-hmm. That's Ashley hey. Tan at Disney with Ashley. Her photography is stunning. Yes, it is. Um, it, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, I, we, that whole process of the probably the most like flattering and things that brings us the most joy is we'll see someone comment on one of our guests posts and say, Hey, we found you on Detour to Neverland. Love your stuff. Like that is the absolute best thing that we can possibly do. Yeah, that's always such a good feeling. Those are those are all the questions that that I know we wanted to talk about you guys with. Because we we you know, we encourage you guys to listen to our other episode with them. I wish we could turn the table. And I probably should have done this. Like, I was trying to be, like, creative and be like, oh, we shouldn't turn the tables and ask them the same questions because I wanted to, like, didn't think we were copying you. But I'm so curious. 
and maybe we'll have to do another episode sometimes where uh we kind of ask you the questions that you posted us because they're so fascinating and and I mean, we talk about obviously, you know, strategy and creating Disney content, but then we just talk about straight up Disney favorites. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later today, but I, I, I just really, really enjoyed your, your interviewing process. So I'm excited for everyone to listen. Yeah, let's do it again. We're down. So I think next we're going to talk about some Disney news. Um, The news of Disney. News of Disney. And we have an update from last week's episode. Now, I don't know if, if you guys heard about this free Buzzy campaign, but um, Buzzy, who was in Cranium Command, which is in the Wonders of Life Pavilion in Epcot, the original story was that he was stolen recently. Um, like the, Originally, the story was that he was stolen this past month. And Brady and I went into kind of, I did some research and like to really understand as to like how difficult it would be to like, get rid of an audio animatronic right just the intricacy of that just in, absolutely impossible yeah it, it was way too much work so we, we were poking holes in this and we we're like there's no way this actually happened so what we ended up finding out and there there was a, a, another story released this past week that um and that the orange county sheriff's office released that this actually occurred back in august and only his red jacket his green cap and his hands were stolen like could you imagine stumbling upon that like in the in the dark like now this animatronic has no hands <laughs> like that'd be terrifying like what is that <laughs> all i can think about is like what psychopath did this like it's totally well i kill people and eat their hands so that's two things anybody <laughs> mom is wearing hats all right like the hand thing i think is the thing that freaks me out the most like that's like, just those will look real nice on my fireplace. <laughs> like seriously, like and the person, the person has has been arrested, and um, and they were also convicted for not turning over the phone. What was on their phone? What was on their phone? That they didn't want seen. With the hands and the cap and all mm. the nonsense. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this, but this freaked me. <laughs> is it bad that one of my first thoughts is i wonder like if i could pick one animatronic to steal which would it be (laughs) oh my god actually okay good question which one would it be like my first thing (laughs) oh gosh i feel like it might be cheating but mine would be the three caballeros fair yeah surely they're on one platform you can just take the whole thing yeah you would think they're on like some kind of like trolley so you could just like, yeah. Brady, Brady, what would you steal? <laughs> oh, um, I don't even, I don't even know. Probably, probably one from Pirates. Probably, I'd probably steal something from Pirates. Um, maybe not. Oh, I don't know, because that'd probably freak me out. Just like walking down the the hallway, like look over and just see this like person, and and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be too afraid to go in there by myself to steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> when you just posed this question, I was like, oh, okay, let me think. Because it was from a retired ride. And now I'm now that I'm thinking, I, I don't even know if this is even possible, but I was like, oh man, I want one of the trolls from Milestrom. Because like mm-hmm. rip Milestrom. But <laughs> like that's 
that but where would i even find it because it obviously frozen ever after is there now so i couldn't just like mm. go in there and take one of the trolls wonder where it what, I honestly just want to take a lantern i just want a lantern from pirates of the caribbean oh that would be lovely I, I, I love collecting lanterns i have a few but like i want to know do account. they have i have a whole yeah i have a whole instagram account dedicated to just lights at disney that's literally it's called lights at disney and i just love all the lights there and i wonder if they have like a, a graveyard of lights that they just like throw them into like that i can just pick one up if you're listening you know disney people i just want one just want one a big one <laughs> it'll go by my new door can i change my answer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes he keeps he's i'm sitting here struggling with something to say and he's like throwing out ideas left and right it's not an it's not an animatronic but i would empty out every single bank account that i have probably give them my house if i could just have gertie just give me Gertie. I will live inside of her. <laughs> in I I just made the crazy. You sound like a weirdo. <laughs> well, what's your answer, Catherine? Just, just tell us so much about your personality. Yeah, I've been trying to think of something the whole time. Uh, Ooh, I don't know. Follow up question: What? I don't want to say buggy, but like what? cart would you would you steal which cart would you drive like if this was like flintstone era and you just had to like pedal with your feet what would you drive like i guess transportation buggy you know what i mean like like the doom buggy or a boat from pirates or one of the cars from escape mount everest is that too weird i don't know <laughs> Um, we actually have a poster of this on our wall, so now we're looking at the poster. Uh, I don't know, maybe a magic carpet, Ooh. like Aladdin's Ooh, magic that'd be carpet. Pretty cool. That'd be fun. Could you imagine just like rolling down the street and somebody pulls up next to you at a red light, like you want to <laughs> go? <laughs> take the camels, take the spinning camel <laughs> on a magic yeah. carpet ride. <laughs> this this just got way dark. <laughs> I never thought about Brandon? taking like a ride, like or, or like a automobile. I guess a teacup. I feel like a teacup. Yeah. Would be fun. that would be great. Decor. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, that would be so fun. I feel like that you could put in anyone's house and be like, Ooh. "Watch the paint job." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally would take a dune buggy because Haunted Mansion is such an important ride in our household. It was my husband's first ride um for his first trip so it's, it's important i feel so mushy i am a person with no soul like i i am so all of a sudden mushy. i have no soul but my favorite part <laughs> about my disney trip is watching the light from the castle bounce off my husband's eyes <laughs> like, what is going on with me right now i'm having some kind of hormonal imbalance <laughs> and i'm why well, it's the prosecco it's always the prosecco hashtag lamarca sponsor us Come on, Marco. We've been, been trying so hard. Patiently. This is the first shout out. <laughs> Those sponsors are so bad. They will never. They will never. Um, <laughs> so the next piece of news is um, the Disney Vacation Club released um, some more footage, and we posted it on our Instagram um, of the of the Riviera Resort. Now, I have a special place in my heart for the Riviera Resort because my street name is Riviera. So, like, I feel like. I'd be like coming home, like legitimately. 
uh, with this Revere nonsense. But um, I don't know if you guys saw the the new rendering. It's supposed to. Uh, it's an Epcot based resort. I I saw it last time I was there, like a week and a half ago. Um, drove past it while they're building it. It's going to be a Skyliner resort um, in the Epcot area, um, and it's supposed to be based off Mediterranean. Uh, so I'm I'm super interested to see what it's like, but I'd be interested to hear everyone's opinions on what they think it's going to be like. Um, for us, we actually are DVC members. I don't know if it's like something that we're going to be knocking down the door to reserve at. Oh, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the location. Um, is it bad that I almost just wish they would have made it part of Caribbean Beach? just like one resort they're all right there in the same area they are so mm-hmm. i kind of just wish it was kind of like coronado where they just built a tower and yeah. but it was still part of the same resort but it's all about the theme that's right? initially what i thought they were gonna do right. was build the tower for caribbean <laughs> beach bless you what was um that? i died it's fine <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit it out it's fine I, I died i coughed i had something in my throat Caribbean Beach. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always thought that they were going to make that that was going to be a DVC add-on of Caribbean Beach, Caribbean Beach, whatever. And then they ended up coming out with Riviera. So is Riviera, and I don't know this, maybe everybody else knows, is it going to be more of a moderate resort type of DVC membership? I don't know. I don't know if that's been released. Uh- um, I think it's luxury or deluxe, okay. whatever they call it. Whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's got to be like, I think, I, I, I don't know why they would build two moderates, like literally stacked on top of each other. Yeah. yeah, and I think that actually is the reason why it's not part of Caribbean Beach is because they didn't want to have to put the money into Caribbean Beach to bring it to a deluxe level to make it a DVC. Um, at least that's what I've read. I'm, What's your home? What's your home yeah, base? Home is. Um, we our home base is the Polynesian and what's Where? our other one? Copper Sam? Creek. Copper Creek. <gasps> that is so cool. Just as a side note, though, we bum. Off. It's his parents. Nice. <laughs> so someday it'll be ours. <laughs> but long as, long as I can. mean, yeah, we have no shame. Yeah, no, we bum a lot. I mean, shoot. You guys don't have any kids, but would you like to adopt a 30-year-old? <laughs> so, so my husband and I have been really struggling with this because obviously we go quite a bit. And I don't and it's not even just because my husband and I have very different um vacation schedules with our companies. Like I have limited vacation time. He has like a set time. It, it's very, very significantly smaller than what I have. So sometimes I go with friends. Um or in this past, you know, two weeks ago with my mom. And so I, we, we want to go DVC, but we're not sure if we can, uh, like validate the cost. So I, I mean, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of being DVC members, just, you know, at this point in time, being just a couple. It's a little bit different perspective for us since obviously we don't, we don't pay for it, but (laughs) I think the main thing for us is, is it opened a lot of doors to resorts and locations that we never would have went to. Without okay. It. So yeah. we went to Elani and oh. it was, you know, similar in price to going to Walt Disney World. So that was nothing that we ever would have imagined without DVC. Mm-hmm. We okay. went to Disneyland. We used our points there and it just kind of, you know, 
it, I think one of the most important things is that you have to um, kind of know that you're going to be staying at deluxe resorts most of the times. Whereas yeah. if Catherine and I were just going, I mean, we're staying at Pop Century or Catherine's sister's apartment yeah, we're every single time. <laughs> um, but if, you know, staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge or the Polynesian or Copper Creek is, is something that appeals to you, then I think DVC can be the, the right choice. And obviously with all of us here, it's not a problem, but you just have to go often enough to make it work it, work, make it worth it. Yeah. It, it, and we normally, we, so my husband and I do normally stay at deluxe resorts. Um, and th- that's why we were kind of, kind of like going back and forth. Like, would it be the same amount of money? And then we've also looked, kind of looked into like the resale market too. We just never really kind of, you know, made a decision as to, as to what we're going to do. So I, I'm, interested to see how how that goes but i mean everyone else i know that has dvc are like have kids so although i do know another couple that does have dvc and they do not have um children Mm -hmm. well i can tell you my parents got it when all of us were adults already yeah we didn't there were no kids yeah and the other one piece of advice that i think is so important for anybody who's interested in dvc whether you're buying resale or direct through disney get a contract that is at a resort that you actually are okay with staying at because they it's getting so competitive now that it is very difficult to book at the seven month mark is which is where you have to book at non-home resorts that you need to always have a backup at your home resort of somewhere that you're comfortable staying at so like if you're not cool that's a good that's a good tip yeah Mm mm-hmm because I've gone to I've gone to those those DVC uh, briefing things that they do at the parks, and we were like seriously considering it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, well you can just pick Alani. It's a little cheaper, but you can pick whatever whatever um, room or hotel you want." But I could imagine, especially now, like you just said, the rea- the reality of being able to go whichever resort you want is probably not. 100% accurate. Yeah, that is the biggest trap. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it a it's lie a because it is possible and I know a lot of people do it, but we're or we're part of so many like DVC pages and talk and just from our experiences that that is not the same DVC anymore. That people who own these Alani or Hilton Head or Vero Beach resorts sometimes have a lot of difficulty getting in on those very busy weeks say like christmas or july 4th mm-hmm. or even marathon weekend to be able to get into any of the walt disney world resorts with the accommodations that they need hmm. and, and do you think that's probably just why they're doing such a big expansion obviously with copper creek riviera resort um i don't know if there's going to be any other additional dvc properties coming out um, that nature the one that's oh that's, that's right there yeah that one will be dvc as well that's right. That's right. And that's going to be near like wilderness, like in the Magic Kingdom area. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. I, and that's another thing too. So, so when we looked in the straight up DVC market, and I guess we just totally digressed into DVC, but <laughs> and it's fine. This is what happens. Um, the only thing like really available to buy through Disney right now, just through like, like through the legit way is the Polynesian and I think Copper Creek like we wanted to buy into the Grand Floridian 
Um, and the wait they said the wait list for that is 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Oh. Yep. Grand for Lurdian, those contracts go really quick on the mm-hmm. resale market as well. Um, and yeah, I, I think they're done selling Polynesian at the moment. Oh, really? Okay. This was about a year or two ago when we looked into it last time. So I think they sold out of that. I think wow. the main two ones are Alani and Copper Creek. I don't think they'll ever sell out of Alani. Well, yeah. I and, mean, and so, so I, and I guess maybe this is a question for another episode, but if you bought into Alani, you can still use your points at Disney World, Disneyland, wherever, right? I think. Correct. Yeah. But you have to wait till your seven month mark, seven months away from mm-hmm. your vacation to book it. Another, not too far down the rabbit hole, but another thing, they only have one DVC resort at Disneyland, and that's the Grand Californian. Right. And they have very minimal rooms. It is very, very difficult to get the room that you want, especially if you're looking for a studio like we were for only two people. Um, it's very difficult. So we had to transfer our points into normal Disney dollars and wow. then exchange them at the Paradise Pier Hotel. Did you guys like oh, P- wow. Paradise Pier? I was looking because uh, my, my friend and I are looking into where we're going to stay. And I think California was a bit high for February, but did you guys like it there? Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I don't think it was like our favorite resort ever. I mean, we could walk to the park and we didn't spend a lot of time there because we just wanted to be at the parks and everything. So, I mean, if you're just looking for a place to sleep, <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, it wasn't overly Disney yeah. or anything. It was yeah. just kind of, it was a place to sleep. It served its purpose. Yeah. So one more story, news story, and it's the higher, further, faster campaign for Captain Marvel. I'm obsessed with Captain Marvel. Um, I'm so excited for the movie to be released. Um, I It's being released, which I think is so cool, and I didn't realize this till the higher, further, faster campaign came out, and the press release notated this. But it is coming out on International Women's Day, which is amazing, uh, March 8th. Um, oh, so Disney is asking like you and the audience and everybody um, on social media to just strike your most empowering pose and use the hashtag higher, further, fart, faster. Um, so has anyone done this yet? We have not, but I can think of a picture that I took in Disneyland. I could do it with, I guess. Oh, yeah. In the, front of the Buzz Lightyear yeah, painting? Yeah. That kind of goes with oh, it, maybe. Perfect. I don't know if that's like super empowering, but I posed. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. And I when I when I saw this, because I was like all for the ears, because I have a ton of pictures with when they did the uh, Share Your Ears campaign, and I was all for that because I have a ton of pictures and ears. But I don't have any like pictures like like this and honestly like i'm like oh god i gotta put i and 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 brady talked about this on the last episode which i think is so important and it blows my mind how nice people look when they take pictures in august like a lot of the (laughs) big instagrammers and i'm like i look like i have the highlights and i save the highlights on my instagram account you can watch me like chronologically melt down like my hair just like falls down my makeup starts to run like you could just see how like miserable i look and so I'm like, when am I going to take a picture like this when <laughs> I look like garbage? <laughs> right. But I mean, that's that's empowering too. You know, everybody sweats and works hard and True. has a good time. I'm just showing you guys like the real hustle that is Disney in August. 
this is what you really look like. <laughs> I should play the song This Is Me from, from Greatest Showman right now. Yes. <laughs> just like a music video, that song in the background, and just my forehead sweating. <laughs> it would just be like... But just like pouring sweat and just like walking around. There's a whole video of me ordering a violet sake, which was Brady's recommendation. If y'all have not had a violet sake in Epcot's Japan Pavilion, you're missing out. Um, but I'm just just dripping. Like it is just the world's most awful vision of myself. And I put it out there because I was like, you know what? Brady was right, and the violet sake is the best drink in Epcot World it's Showcase. So good. So hashtag this is me <laughs> but it's cool i'm so excited i'm because like i said i was going to, i'm going to disneyland and in, in the first week of february so i'm pumped i can't wait to see all the captain marvel merch i'm gonna buy all of it i, I want to buy my, my niece captain marvel like doll <gasps> that'd be so yeah, cute for christmas uh the year before last i sent her wonder woman and then this year i sent her a uh oh tomb raider a laura croft uh doll Ooh. just so she knows like she could be a girl but she could still be like a badass yes live Catherine would request that you add move on to that list yes for yes. sure yes ah uh, mulan is everything <laughs> I, oh, so are you excited for the live action, Mulan? I think so. I'm just so nervous. I just love the other one. You yeah. know, I'm just hoping that with each one of these that they make live action, that they do it justice. I think the music right. is the big thing that I'm... Right. Yeah. The I music. just want the music to transfer over. Yes. Well, so so they're cutting out a lot of a lot of things from, from Mulan. Um, and I, I've heard that they're not doing music. For this Mulan, uh, but I don't know if that's true. I know they're doing music for Aladdin. Heavy song. <laughs> heavy song. That was audible. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do it for Mulan. We'll see. That would be a game changer. If they don't do... Yeah. If they don't sing Bring Honor to Us All, I'm going to throw my microphone out the window. But I, mean, I feel like it'll be like super action packed and like really showing how strong Mulan is, you know, which will be really cool. But like, yeah. I want to watch her wipe off her, you know, her makeup with her sleeve while singing like reflections while she's whooping some Huns mm. butt. In the Christina Aguilera, so is it the Christina Aguilera version or the movie version with Leah Salonga? It'll probably be the movie version if they have music. I don't know. It's like Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a bald spot on my calf. I feel like with I will always say Leah Salonga. <laughs> I feel like with Jungle Book, they redid the music pretty tastefully. The Bare Necessities is, I think, the only yeah. one that didn't really transfer over. I just think because it was Bill Murray and that was weird. But I felt like, especially sure. Be Like You, I thought it was pretty well done in the live action. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they'll keep up with that theme. Lion but, King is going to be key. Like if you don't have the music in Lion King, you're yes. you've lost me. Well, they have Beyonce, so we're not worried. And Childish Gambino. But I'm nervous about Lion King <laughs> though correct. because I I hear they're going to be like adding songs for Beyonce, and I'm like, of course she would only do dis, you know do this for Disney if they give her a whole song, which I love Beyonce. Don't get me wrong, but like it, it's not you know 
the Beyonce King. It's the Lion King. <laughs> this movie isn't about you, Nala. But it's gonna it's gonna be the Beyonce King because Beyonce's in it. If she doesn't sing Shadowland, which is from the Broadway Lion King, I'm, I'm walking I'm, out. I'm, I'm walking out. Oh, you're walking out. I thought you said you're logging out. Walking out. <laughs> I'm walking off. Walking out. Walking out. I'd be like, um, I'm I'm offended. It's the most gorgeous song in the show with along with Endless Night, which is also which is a uh song that was written for the show as well that Simba sings. I'm just because I was so, so the same thing happened. And I'm gonna go on a tangent now. So the same thing happened with uh, I was waiting for that for when they did the live action of Beauty and the Beast, and I thought, oh, they're gonna bring in the Broadway songs. Hard no, they didn't. Although they did um, use some themes of the Broadway songs in in the overall score, and um, then they also and then they changed some of the songs, some of them for the better, actually. I think. Like I, they changed human again into that days in the sun, which I I think was actually a really good change. But <laughs> I digress. Sorry, guys. I will go. I yeah, go on. Tangent. All my friends are getting so <laughs> mad. They're like, "You promised pizza." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Upstairs, like I thought we were going to dinner. Um, so speaking of food, um, we're continuing our series of our favorite restaurants um, within uh, Disney World at the moment. And today we're talking about Epcot's World Showcase, our favorite restaurants, not only our favorite restaurants, but our favorite dish to get at that favorite restaurant. So Brady, I'm going to start with you. Um, definitely got to say my favorite uh, spot to grab some food is the Cats for a Grill. It's so good, and I am a sucker for some chicken chicken cutlet curry. And I try to recreate it at home, and my husband says that I make it better, but, like, of course he says that because does he want me to poison his food? Like, so, yeah, the, the Cats for a Grill is for me. That's That's <laughs> my number one. I can't wait to try that. You've talked about that, I think, twice now. And I think I talk about it every episode, at least a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and I'm, I have to try it next time I'm there. So I have to say, because we did mention this in our crossover podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been, like, sweating <laughs> about it since. We... <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I don't know how to. You don't, I don't like know how to it. Um. We went there because we are – I don't know if it's the same restaurant. I'm making Brendan look it up right it now. Is, it is. It's the same? Okay. This is in the Japan Pavilion, right? The quick service? Right. on the. Yeah. It's it's closer to the big tall tower. It's on the left side. Yeah. yeah. A little quick yeah. service. Okay. Same one. So it was, it was really hot one day. It was probably summer, and we decided to go in there because air conditioning. Um, And we're big sure. fans of, you know, like, I don't know. Japanese, Japanese food. Well, I'm trying to think of like I was Japanese whatever. Um, it was not good. We like it was unedible. I don't know how else to say I, it. Maybe we went there on a bad day. What did you guys order? Some sort of chicken. I I Catherine... it wasn't curry chicken because I don't we don't like curry. So maybe uh, you're see that that's the only thing I've ever had there is the chicken cutlet curry. Oh, okay. So I could just be like there could be a lot more people with your guys's opinion of. Maybe they had like the I don't know teriyaki chicken. We'll call you know, it. No, I bet that was um, it. It was probably something like that. Something that sounds. But yeah, safe. I've only ever had the curry, and it was really good. So I guess I like one thing from there. <laughs> <laughs> then we need to go back and try it because 
I will tell you that if you if you are if you do like curry, um, or I guess you just said that you don't. But my husband was stationed in Japan for uh, three years, and he says it's some of the closest, like authentic Japanese style curry he's had. Um, and so I don't know. I guess I put a lot of trust in his word. It could be like hot garbage, and I'm just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is hot garbage. So this is probably a better question for offline, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is what makes Japanese curry different than like Indian curry? Um, they're 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 different. I've made I've made both and I've had both. Um, I'm trying to think of because maybe it's just Indian curry that we don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're very different. Yeah, because Thai curry is different than you know they they're all different. Indian curry. Is I would say is really earthy, and I know that there's differences. I don't know what they are. Long story short, I was going on and on and on about like the different, like you know, there's turmeric and the subtleties of their pepper. And, oh. So my favorite restaurant is Le Cellier, um, which is basic. I know, and um, Le Cellier is in the Canada Pavilion, and Le Cellier is probably, I guess, it's like the most for Disney, like, purists, it's, like, probably they consider it one of the best restaurants on property. I think it is one of the best restaurants on property. Um, it's not my absolute favorite, but I, I love it. And I think the space is so cool. Have any of you guys been to Le Cellier? We have not. No, we haven't. So it's 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 technically, like, in, like, a – I guess a, I don't want to say cellar because that sounds basic. But it's, it's, a, it's a kind of an underground place, and it's much smaller – and I think that's why there's it's it's hard to get in a reservation at La Cellier. And I think it's because it's a much smaller space. But um, it's in the Canadian Pavilion. Um, and it's obviously known um, for their filet mignon. Um, anytime, like during food and wine or really any of the festivals, whenever they have some kind of Canadian type of pavilion, they always have the filet as part of it because they're kind of known for it. Um, and I didn't realize that they like bring in their meat from Canada. I don't know why I didn't think they didn't. I don't know why I thought that, but they do. Um, I mean, yeah, and one of the pretty main- cool. I, I never would have thought about that. I just assumed like, oh, it's steak, you know. Yeah, like it, it makes sense. I didn't, and, and like again, I I didn't even know that Canada was known for its steak. Like I love like Canadian TV shows, but I guess I don't know much about their culinary prowess outside of poutine. So I guess I need to brush up on my Canadian cuisine. But um I we love going there. And, and the thing that's hard about World Showcase, and you guys I don't know if you guys agree with this, is that because there's so many festivals and a lot of the times that we go are during festivals that we we really don't eat um sit down too much anymore. As as now the the festivals have become like almost year round. Retweet. Yeah, that's pretty much what we were gonna say is we, you know, when we saw that we were gonna be talking about this, we kind of struggled with like yeah. restaurants, just because we do love the festival food. Right. Yep. That's true. And that's why I overeat, because I'll go get a meal and be like, oh, those tostadas look great. <laughs> yeah. And you just keep picking and picking. But like the rare times that we've gone, because I remember, actually, I think the last time we ate at Le Cellier was two years ago or a year ago when we went like the week before food and wine started, which was annoying. Um, because all the booths were there, but they weren't open, and it was like such a tease. Um, so we we do end up just going to like Le Cellier, and I mean, I I always get the filet mignon. My husband will get like a bigger steak because he's man, quote unquote. And um, <laughs> uh, the 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 
I I think it's probably one of the best dishes you can get, you know, around or on property. It comes with a mushroom risotto um, and a, a really great truffle sauce. So one of the reasons why I love La Cellier so much, and this is a weird thing. So my husband works in the wine industry, and so we drink a lot of wine. Obviously, I've had like how many glasses of Prosecco? <laughs> but um, it's one of the few places that you can get a Chateau Neuf de Pop um, by the glass. And you can't get that wine by the glass very often. Um, so it's one of the things that makes me really excited about going there. <laughs> it's a really stupid reason. But if if y'all like Chateau Neuf de Pop, they got it by the glass. Hmm. It's exciting. Because it's expensive by the bottle. <laughs> FYI. Interesting. What- yeah, that's good to know. I guess we're – I'm just such like – I'm still in like college cheap – wine which is so sad again to like rose, admit please. yeah that i don't know anything so that's Can good to know. rose yeah <laughs> oh i'm rose all day mm. but <laughs> trust and believe but like when i can so so i don't know if you guys heard any of our episodes about how i have such like intestinal woe and so i have to bring like maylocks with me yes. mm-hmm. and <laughs> so like i really can't deal with red wine but i will sacrifice my my well-being to get a to get some chateau neuf de pop because i love red wine it just doesn't love me mm. interesting i just Thank like you. the violet sake and the avocado margaritas oh for the win for the win mm-hmm. well that's all we got guys we so appreciate you joining us uh for for our two episodes we can't wait for you to hear both of them bonus points if you listen to both of them both of them twice because i feel like you gotta listen to them twice there's just so much like fun conversation. I, I've had so much fun over the past like what hour and a half that that we've spent going over the two episodes. Brady, what do you think? Uh, it's been um, it so it's been different. You know, like usually it's just us mm-hmm. bouncing back and forth. So it is really cool to hear because uh, I feel like we know each other pretty well now at this point. So to hear other people kind of putting in their info about it. Uh, I think that it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, we completely agree over here as well. We've had a blast recording both this episode and the one for our podcast. We just appreciate the opportunity and appreciate you reaching out uh, to set this up because we've had a blast. This is actually our very first podcast that we've been on other than our own. Hey! Go get a rosé for that. (laughs) Celebrate! came down and gave me some more Prosecco. Wow. Just make sure, anybody listening, make sure you guys head over to their, their podcast also. You know, not just not just for this episode, but make sure you, I don't know, I, like I said earlier, I don't do a whole lot of podcasting. Do you like, comment, subscribe? <laughs> do, you do? do you hit the bell for notifications? <laughs> you'll figure it out. Just find it. You'll figure it yeah. out. I'll learn. Just but go. But it's cool because you guys are, you know, just wanting to better our Disney community and you know, helping each other just, I hate like saying be better, but like, that's just, that's really what we're trying to do is, you know, try to hone our craft and and just show that we're, you know, we're all here to help each other and all share kind of like one love. So I, I appreciate what you're doing for the Disney community. And I know I, I say that for both Brady and I. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, I have seen some of the, um, more negative people on Instagram. And honestly, I hope, I hope their, their pages don't do too well because for some reason they have like a large following and they just, 
you know, they're just super negative all the time. And it's just like, come on, it, we need people like you guys, where instead of being like, oh, figure it out yourself, I figured it out myself, you know, you're you're really out there helping each other and helping other people. And I think that's yeah, really awesome. We truly appreciate it. That means the world to us that that's the message that we're putting out there, because that's, that's truly all we want to do. So we, we truly appreciate it. Awesome. Well, next week, uh, we're going to talk a little, well, obviously bringing some more Disney news and we'll be talking about our favorite, uh, restaurant, um, in the Walt Disney world resorts, resorts, plural. So maybe we'll either, I don't know if we should break it up. Into, and we talked about this last time. I don't know if we should break it up into the magic kingdom resorts into the Epcot resorts. Cause that's true. Cause like I have like a favorite restaurant in like magic kingdom resorts and then one of the Epcot resorts. We'll get creative. It'll be surprise a surprise for you guys. Let, and, and write in. Let us know if you surprise. would prefer one or the other. Come on, email us, guys. It's not, it, we, we ain't scary. It's so pleasant with my 25 glasses of Prosecco I've had during this entire morning. <laughs> 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 guys, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.